0: Welcome to the North and South of Things podcast, a show dedicated to discussion of topics important to the LGBT community and the community at large. Here are your hosts, Mark and George. Hey, kids, welcome back to another episode of the North and South of Things. This is George in Atlanta, and I'm joined by my good friend, Mark, in St. Paul. Mark, how are you?
1: Hello, George. I tell you, uh, I'm a little sick of winter. What is today's date? Let me tell you, it is
0: April Saturday, April
1: the 9th. That's correct, and we had an overnight temperature of 28 degrees. Yesterday's high temperature was 35, and our normal high and low for this time of year is in the mid-50s and the lower to upper 40s, 30s, 40s.
0: Well, you know what they say, April crystals bring May... (laughs) <laughs> good lord that's awful that is awful it's been chilly here i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie it's 55 right now um mm-hmm. and that's that's a little that's a little nippy in in atlanta terms hey um so i want to uh this is going to be a little bit of a different episode uh but before we get into that um I'm, I'm, we're learning um again this is saturday april the 9th and you know our shows uh aren't we only play them every two weeks, uh, release them every two weeks. And sometimes they are, um, we, we try to choose evergreen topics. So uh, the time that you listen to them doesn't really matter. They w- really work. But um, so uh, this may be weird if this isn't played until a month from now. But I want to uh, send our thoughts to uh, several Pride 48 podcasters who have fallen ill.
1: That's right. Um, there's been quite a few health challenges in our community. We just want to acknowledge that we're thinking of uh, these folks, which is Baron Frosty uh, from the Blind Time podcast, uh, Mark from It's All About Me, and Taylor the Latte Boy from Pod is My Copilot. Uh, I do hope you are all on the mend and that you have the support and the medical attention uh, that you need. And we just want to let you know that we're thinking of you and our thoughts are with you.
0: Uh, well said. We, uh, we hope uh, for a speedy recovery for all um you know we're gonna stick with that theme and we're gonna today we're gonna it'll be a little potpourri of things but we really want to hit um some mailbag items and uh some contact that we've had and we don't because we're not a weekly or daily show um you know we don't always uh take the time and our time is so short (laughs) uh, on our topics that we don't take the time to acknowledge those who've been reaching out to us in one way or another. And we want to, we want to take some time to do that today in our potpourri of things we're going to talk about. Um, first of all, I want to thank the pride 48 team who just continued to do a great job for our community of LGBT and LGBT friendly podcasters. Um, you know, all of this at, <laughs> you know, at, at, uh, you know, volunteer basis. I mean, they're, they're not paid to do that. Uh, there are folks who are kind to make donations, and you should consider doing that over at pride48.com. Uh, but especially want to thank them for the great website that they have and the social media presence that they make. Uh, Daniel, Adam, I believe Veritable is also involved in some of the uh, Twitter um, aspects of it. That's really cool. And I think Adam has been responsible for sort of automating the syndication so that when your show, when you publish a show, um, it sort of auto-generates, I think it's auto-generated, a a tweet that goes out about your show. That's freaking awesome. Um, And it's just a great way to get word to listeners um, that, you know, your new show is out. So thanks to all of them for doing that. Um, We also want to thank... some, some folks who've been reaching out to us with their comments and thoughts and uh, ideas about the show <laughs> i had a uh, you know mark remember the episode we did on why we watch what we watch yes absolutely by, by the way that's one of our most listened to episodes <laughs> really yeah yeah very interesting um and in that ep- in that uh, episode i've talked about uh, the fact that I, you know, I'm not a fan of reality TV, and I, I, you know, I, I, I tend to stray away from shows that don't have strong character development. But I also said that you know I tend to stay away from shows that have a lot of hype, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like Breaking Bad. I used this as an example. Well, you one cannot approach <laughs> the topic of Breaking <laughs> Bad with anything remotely negative without getting a rebuke from uh, the the number one fans of. Uh, of breaking bad and that's mark and ed uh they are i'm not sure i know any people who are bigger fans of anything uh than they are of the breaking bad and now uh better call saul um so he M- mark reached out and or excuse me ed reached out and said you know that's a little i'm paraphrasing here um uh, mm-hmm. you know that's a little contradictory you don't like <laughs> you don't like shows that have a lot of um uh, that have a lot of hype associated with them, but you'd also don't like shows that don't, that that don't have good rich character development and storylines. And presumably the reason some of these shows get a lot of hype is because they are good shows. <laughs> so I was like, you know, you're right. And so I wound up watching the entire series of Breaking Bad um, and I have to say it was pretty amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah well, we also want to uh, thank Jay the Haunt Cub for, um, who's formerly from the Lotsil podcast and occasionally on the PokéNet with a Stick podcast? Who, hey, what, uh, is, uh, what does Lotsil stand for? Uh, life on the Shit List. I just want to hear you say shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find that on iTunes. Right. <laughs> uh, but we want to thank Jay for his comments and Twitter feedback. Uh, and we had the feedback on our topic du jour. Uh, from I believe it was from my twenty questions episode, where I recommended Tchaikovsky's Pathetique Symphony, uh, which is the number six. So thanks, Jay, for that. We do appreciate uh, your thoughts and your input. Uh, the
0: beer episode was uh, wildly popular based on the feedback we got from that. <laughs>
1: uh, George, actually, I'm. Um, I know Peter G doesn't agree, but I actually have to. Make a little correction, oh okay on on the on the beer uh, the beer podcast was great um, but I there was at least one error that was brought to my attention from a, a wonderful friend of mine uh, who had said that no IPA was not shipped via rail oh, it actually went by boat around uh, the Matterhorn, the you know Cape of Africa. So wow, um, it wasn't rail; it was ship. So I just want to <laughs> put that that one correction there. The, and the staff,
0: the staff uh, <laughs> and executives of the
1: North and South <laughs> uh, of things, things reg- regret are the truly error. Sorry, and recant any misinformation that was presented. During that show, that's awesome.
0: Uh, well, we really appreciate those listening that intently, and um, yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. And so clearly, you have a beer drinking friend who knows this stuff as much <laughs> as you.
1: Actually, he knows a lot more than me, and he is actually the one that taught me how to brew beer. Awesome, so, awesome. Yeah, with friends like that. <laughs> um, actually, I might try and get him on the show. That might oh, might cool. be. Uh, you're, Might be an option.
0: Yeah, we definitely need to do another another episode of the beer. And by the way, speaking of that, um, my good friends John and Steve, my cruise buddies, John is a, a longtime friend um, from, from way back in the college days, a uh, super nice guy, and his partner, Steve, who I met um, probably 10 years ago. Anyway, they're big cruisers, and they got me into cruising. We'll be doing our fourth cruise uh, in September my fourth cruise with them, I should say. They do about four cruises a year, bitches. No, I'm not bitter or anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but they sent me uh an email stating that, I don't know if you remember, but when you were talking about a style of beer called Mybach? Mybach, yes. I kept, I was bashing my head against the wall. I'm like, Mybach, isn't that a that's a wine. And I think I even mentioned that in the episode and I couldn't think of what the, what the wine was. And I had looked it up after the episode and my friends, John and Steve sent me, an email saying you're thinking of Malbec wine. So I was like, Oh, okay. I'm not losing my mind. I knew there was something related to that.
1: So (laughs) we also want to thank Moose P where the P stands for pride 48 podcasts, as he is a voracious listener to all things, pride 48. And, uh, We're glad that we're amongst his list of shows, and he too was made thirsty by our beer episode.
0: Um, Turniphead of the Turnip Style, the aforementioned Turniphead, <laughs> who's uh, right. who has sent us a cease and desist letter on the sirens. <laughs> um, That's
1: correct. Uh, cease and desist from their legal department over there at uh, Turnip Style Podcast.
0: Exactly. He he's Mar- uh, Turniphead's actually. Uh, posted a couple comments over on the website uh north and south uh which is great and i actually i think i was late and in stumbling into the first one because i just i'm not sure anybody visits the website you know it's just a mm-hmm. repository for links that we mentioned on the show but so it was awesome to get comments over there um and i'm gonna i'm gonna, gonna take this time to read a couple of them um one of his first comments um i'm not not necessarily in chronological order here uh, I'm not quite done with this episode yet, but I'm loving it being a beer lover myself. Go Guinness! Uh, I enjoy listening to the ins and outs of what else is going on in the world of beer, microbrewers, and tap houses. Uh, one thing though, oh, and this is where this comes from. <laughs> one mm-hmm. thing though, while the sirens in the background are cute, however, that's our stick over at turnip style. So we'll have to have you cut that out from now on. <laughs> so that's very sweet. Uh, he also had a much longer comment for us after our cutting the cord episode. Mm-hmm. And, um, in his, in that note, he mentions that he cut, he cut cord about, um, nine years ago. And, which is amazing. Um, but what I found most interesting about um, – I found a lot, of thing, a lot of things interesting about his comments over there. He had some great tips. So I want you to go over to northandsouthofthings.com and find that episode and look at the comments and read his uh, full comment. Uh, but one of the things he mentioned I thought was really interesting is um, there is a digital map online that you can put in your city's zip code or the zip code that you're interested in, and it will tell you – Basically, how strong the digital reception is, um, and and that that is a hint as to how well you're gonna if you're using one of these digital antennas to try and find a deep uh, a digital TV signal. That's gonna it basically is gonna tell you which station has the strongest signal. So it's a very mm-hmm. very handy tool. Um, and we need I guess I need to edit that particular episode's links to include that as well if I haven't already but that was kind of cool. Yeah. Thanks uh Turniphead for listening and uh, I'm enjoying um you know my pride 48 podcast listening habits are I don't know how to describe them other than cyclical and seasonal or um because I will go on a tear of listening to a particular podcast for, you know, a quarter of the year. Mm-hmm. And then something will trigger me to listen to something else, and there's only so much amount of time in the day, right? So I don't, I can't listen to everybody all the time, um, and so I've in the have in the last few months stumbled into the Turnip style, uh, where he and um, Urban Guy T O um, host uh, that that great show, and he also hosts Tukan Beanie. Uh, as well. But anyway, check them out. Go to the pride48.com website and you'll you'll hear or see links to all these great, uh, great podcasts.
1: Speaking of another great podcast, we've heard from Scotty, the little Aussie battler, who has a podcast of the same name. Uh, thanks, Scotty, for all your comments and reaching out. And we also want to thank uh, trucker Alex uh, for some of the comments that he sent along to us. We really appreciate you listening and taking the time uh, to let us know what you like and uh, drive safely out there. And uh, I hope your truck has uh, the new video intelligence uh, that's coming out into the market. So that'll help keep you safe. Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: Um Christina from the Greetings from Nowhere podcast um we are <laughs> our beer cast made her thirsty as well uh, although I think she opted for a cider if I'm not That's clear. right.
1: She she doesn't actually care for beer but she heard our show got curious and and started to uh experiment with uh some of the ciders that she likes and that's and, that's the way to go.
0: And she was very impressed with your beer knowledge from the where the term IPA comes from and All the hops and the yeah, which I thought was fascinating too. So a lot that seemed to resonate with a lot of people. Good Mm -hmm. job, good job, Mark. (laughs) Thanks, George. Um, We also heard from Scott the Sater from the Sater Sphere. Uh, He does a wonderful podcast with uh, his Flame Dame Cindy. Uh, They do a great job. Uh, He talks about a lot of topics um, on. from hockey to uh musicals to gaming and to uh certain uh tv shows including reality tv shows which he, mm-hmm. uh, co- the reality competition shows that he likes so we thank him and we hear from tom uh, tom the ramble redhead from the ramble redhead podcast we appreciate you ramble uh, and all the great work you've done, and we've heard from Greg from Inappropriate Conversations podcast. And I've listened to a few episodes of that. I need to listen to more. Of that Greg is a really thoughtful uh, person and loves um, loves uh, ha- having an open dialogue about things. Uh, and and that you know that term thoughtful can be cliche <laughs> used in mm-hmm. a very cliche way, but he re- I think he is really really thoughtful. He gives a lot of time and energy. Uh, into topics and um, a lot of topics and definitely worth a listen if you haven't uh, if you haven't heard from him we recommend
1: we also you know just want to thank all of you that listen and perhaps you favorite and like our shows Uh, so we see you toppy smelly and birdie burt and melissa ed chan kathy bacon and others thanks so much for listening it it's really great to kind of get this feedback and know that you're out there uh i know it energizes me and and the shows that we do
0: it really it really is helpful to to hear from folks otherwise it feels like you're (laughs) in a vacuum right
1: shot tilting at windmills
0: (laughs) screaming down hallway um and of course we certainly want to thank uh, big fatty who is a pod father to many a pod god to others um, but, to be sure, he is uh, some of the most important connective tissue that holds the whole pride forty eight family uh together he's uh he 's very uh his show is wacky and kooky and crazy and uh off kilter and off the racks uh, but you won 't find a more caring and thoughtful person uh and someone who 's genuinely interested in folks just connecting and having a good time and enjoying podcasting and uh so we appreciate uh when he mentions our show. Uh, from time to time, as he does. And, of course, he's been a big motivator for me to get out there and keep podcasting. So
1: we love him for that, and many reasons. That's right, we do, and I recommend Double Speed. <laughs> right. How dare you? Um, yeah, cool.
0: So, uh, it, folks, the danger in missing, in in naming names is what,
1: Mark? <laughs> We're going to forget someone. Um, and we know that you're out there. And if we haven't thanked you personally please know that we we can't name everyone sometimes we don't know you're out there or it's an oversight on our part and we do apologize but we do appreciate your listenership and uh the pride 48 community uh quite a bit i know it's been a wonderful support for me uh, I've been doing podcasting for a long time, and it's it's great to finally have a vibrant, uh, active community.
0: Did we say uh, Gavin at um, poking
1: it with a stick? We love, no, but we did. Now we did. Hi, Gavin, we
0: love him. Thanks, too. we love him, and all those, all that crew um, that's on his show. He's got, yep. he's got a very. Um, we're gonna say uh, not family safe. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an
1: adult show i may or may not have participated in some of that at some point Uh, i may or may not have as well
0: (laughs) (laughs) awesome oh gosh mark what else are we going to talk about today
1: Uh, you know i think we need to take some time to talk about some of the topical things that are going on in our country in regards to let's let's revisit a little bit of the religious freedom uh that's been happening lately with what is it mississippi oh god Name us name us pick a southern state. <laughs> yeah, pick a southern state and, you know, throw a dart at it. Let me tell you, we we
0: we dodged a bullet um in Georgia as we mm-hmm. said on our episode number whatever um where we talked about this topic at length. Uh at that time the legislation was pending. Mm-hmm. Um it did pass the House and Senate, House Bill 757. Uh it made its ways to the governor's desk. Um it was on his desk for a couple days. Um, before the session ended. And, of course, he wouldn't sign anything until after the session ended. Um, But he gave an early hint that he doesn't think the legislation, as it was written, is necessary, and that it opens the door to discrimination. And it was kind of interesting because he actually used um, the Bible to defend his position, and he talked specifically about how Jesus treated outcasts. And, you know, (laughs) I... I'd kind of rather the governor of the state not use the Bible <laughs> to right. to oppose something that shouldn't be done religiously anyway. Uh, I'd rather him oppose it on merits of separation of church and state and whatnot. But he, I mean, he, it's a very thoughtful. Um, it was a very thoughtful veto. Let me cut right to the chase. He did veto the bill, obviously, and it's, we've been on national and international news, so that's no surprise as people are hearing this podcast. Um. The AJC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, I think it was last Sunday, um, had a Sunday editorial board um, uh, post that was about this topic, and um, <laughs> I didn't read it word for word. I read, scanned it, and read most of it, but you know, basically calling, first of all, acknowledging that this is not over; it will be brought up again next year. Um, Mm -hmm. there's already a few defectors um, who've said they will not back such a bill, like it's a waste of time, so they're not going to back the bill next year. Uh, And my only hope is that that comes true and that they don't do it. Because the simple fact is, the bill is intended to allow people to, to discriminate against LGBT community. You can word it any way you want, but if it gives people the right based on whatever fucking religious beliefs, deeply held, deeply inserted religious beliefs that they have um if it gives them the right to not serve somebody because they are they have religious beliefs that is discrimination and it is a slippery fucking slope there is no way around it how do you stop somebody a muslim gas station owner from, <laughs> you know, uh, not serving a person of color or uh, somebody who's Jewish, you know, mm-hmm. um, how do you stop? You know, I, I mean, like it, it, uh, it is the it is the essence of a Pandora's box. I mean, it is it is wrong to suggest that you need such legislation to prop up your First Amendment rights. You know what you need to protect your First Amendment rights? Your First Amendment rights. But this isn't he- about the truth told is that it's not about Fourth Amendment, First Amendment rights. It's about people wanting to legislate religion. And mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not okay with it.
1: Uh, I see this as an attempt. I, I'm, I'm uh, totally baffled at the idea that anyone who considers themselves a Christian or an evangelical Christian in this country feels that they are persecuted for their faith. I just that's hogwash you are not being killed in the street for any belief that you have like what's going on in taliban um you know segments of the muslim community but you know
0: who you know who is
1: getting the hell beat
0: out of them bashed left and right across our country the muslims L- the i mean the lgbt community Absolutely. I mean, you're not, as Christians, you're not, <laughs> nobody's persecuting you. Yes, there was the, the Charlotte shooter, right? Was it in Charlotte, sure. uh, North Carolina, somewhere that the boy supposedly said, mm-hmm. Are you Christian? But those events are so few and far between. And I'm not talking about the, you know, millennia of history of. Uh, Christians versus um these religious wars. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in modern day America, Christians are not persecuted. Get off the fucking cross. You are not being yeah. persecuted because you can't have your way and because you lost in the in the in the in your battle to prevent marriage equality, you lost and therefore you need to quote take America back. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it it is mind numbing. It really is.
1: Well, the idea that they're trying to frame this in the First Amendment is um, they don't have an understanding of what that First Amendment is. The First Amendment guarantees protections that the government cannot control your speech. That doesn't mean if you're on a street corner and you're spouting hate, that the language and the ideas that you're presenting aren't going to have consequences where if you say something or legislate something in the case of North Carolina and we'll get to that in a moment mm-hmm. um you know this this idea that there aren't going to be consequences no yeah. there will be consequences and they will have an effect and we're seeing it unfold now in the case of North Carolina
0: i mean the the mere of the mere fact that the Westboro Baptist Church exists should tell you <laughs> that your First Amendment rights are patently secure. Correct. I mean, I, I'm I'm actually of the opinion: which country is it that it's against the law to be a Holocaust denier?
1: Oh, that would be Germany. Germany. It, it might, and it's
0: it's um yeah, Germany. Is it uh, probably not in France? But, you know, I'm, I am i kind of I know that's that is a that is antithetical to free speech, you know, but I actually I'm way in the minority on this. I don't think the, the Westboro Baptist Church should have the right to say what they want in that regard. Anything that leads to discrimination and harm and and, and you can't you'll never prove to me that the years of, of uh, Fred Phelps bashing the gay community hasn't led to people being harmed. They absolutely have. And what's happening right now with this push, uh, uh, clearly this whole push is, is a direct result. Granted, we, as we said on our last episode, there have been states who've been pushing this religious liberty and religious freedom uh, for a couple decades. And we gave you the history on that on the last episode, but to be sure, this recent push is related to the June twenty sixth, two thousand fifteen, Scottish ruling on marriage equality, and you know it 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 it's mean spirited. I mean, what we're talking about now with these um, these bills that seem to be centered on the whole trans uh, community, transgender community using restrooms. I I, I don't get why that is. Central to their issue,
1: and In- well, what I don't understand is why the conservative right continues to try and sexualize excretion. <laughs> right, I, I I don't understand that. Excretion is something that we all do, and yes, I know there are certain fetishists out there yeah. who are into you know water sports and scat. Yeah, but. Really, let's be honest. Everyone has to excrete and to try and sexualize it in such a way that, you know, if, if a person of a perceived gender is in a bathroom, they're suddenly going to assault yeah. who's ever in there. That just, I mean, the logic of that, the, the logical leap that these people are trying to make in those situations just totally boggles my mind, and yeah. I just, I don't understand it. And and they tell on them themselves when they say things
0: like, I don't want a man dressed as a woman, you know, like it's just some pervert trying to sneak in and see your daughter mm-hmm. in a stall. I, I, I mean, it, it speaks to their lack of understanding of what that community, what people who have gender identification issues are people who have resolved those and they're living the life they they feel like they've been meant to lead Mm -hmm. um you know that was a quote i saw today was i don't want somebody uh who's confused about being a man you know in the bathroom with my daughter and i'm just like it it, you're you're just your base level and you're making no attempt to understand the
1: trans community whatsoever zero attempt
0: to understand that whatsoever and
1: well and 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 they also have a a construction of gender that is either or and as we know human sexuality is often expressed on a continuum and i i believe uh gender can also be looked at in that way that's true that's true
0: Um, whether it's the Kinsey scale or (laughs) it's, I mean, isn't that true with so much in life? I feel that way. I think I've shared this with you before. I feel that way about the mental health issue. We have such a stigma around mental health that it's like a black or white, yes or no answer. Mm -hmm. Like somebody's either sane or they're crazy. And it feels like there's a million shades of, of mental stability and mental health. You know, I mean, there are all these idiosyncrasies that people have, right? Th- and the same is true of sexuality and gender identification it's you you can't brush an entire community and maybe we do a disservice to ourselves by boiling it down to lgbt you know mm-hmm. um making it e- an easy handle uh, to identify us but the simple fact is within any one of those letters of the alphabet <laughs> there's a whole spectrum you know i mean the t in lgbt is a whole spectrum of people who have different identifications and different, um, um, d- different ways they want to live their lives. And but the simple fact is, they're all human, and they all should be treated in a in a fair uh, manner. And I, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. it. There's no wonder that the religious, uh, the re, um, people's acclamation to religion and uh, belief in religious
1: institutions is at an all-time low
0: and decreasing. <laughs> hmm
1: Well, you know, it's... Uh, all human beings deserve a modicum of respect, safety, and dignity. And to take a segment of humanity, such as the transgender community... And make them, you know, a scapegoat for your insecurities is really it's it's reprehensible in my book. And
0: you can't single out a community, a part, a portion of the community, a portion of society, and hold them to a standard that you don't hold others to. Exactly. I can't imagine under any scenario in which the North Carolina law, the Mississippi um the the one in Mississippi is a law now too, right? Has that been yes. signed? But, yes. But now South Carolina, did I read yesterday that the governor there said that she doesn't think the law they're proposing is necessary? Um, she has not. I mean, it sounded like she was reading mm-hmm. from Georgia Governor Deal's playbook. Mm-hmm. I have not received any complaints whatsoever in the governor's office about this issue, about people in the wrong bathroom. This is, this is a, a, a bill finding a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. These are the exact same things that we said in Georgia.
1: Well, this is also playing out here in Minnesota by Representative Glenn Gruenhagen, uh, who is bringing forth legislation in this session uh, that relegates people to use the uh, gendered bathroom of their birth. Yeah, And yeah, it's, it's absolutely reprehensible. The governor has gone on record uh, as saying that he would veto any bill. Uh, he's also gone a step further and has um, sort of put the kibosh on any sort of travel or business type of travel to uh, North Carolina. And I, I think he's also commented this week to Mississippi. And uh you know what I find troubling is when I first heard about this, I you know got on my computer and uh, contacted my state representatives about the bill by number, and I have heard nothing. Mm. There hasn't huh. been an acknowledgement of the receipt of my comments. Uh, This is also the case uh, I had sent letters after the San Bernardino shootings about uh, more gun violence, you know, sort of things like universal background checks that seem to make sense. And also not a peep. Wow. So it kind of makes me wonder, you know, is it the lobbyists, is it these religious institutions that are holding purse strings of super PAC money, Yeah, uh, you know, why aren't you acknowledging, you know, I'm your constituent. You can at least say thank you for your comments. Yeah.
0: I find that to be much more the practice with the city council members than the state representatives here. Um, Mm -hmm. I have uh, a state senator who is Democrat. He, he, he falls more into the sort of angry black man category than he does um, progressive Democrat, mm-hmm. and um, he voted uh, against a um, a transportation initiative here that ha- that came with some serious federal funding, but had the caveat of every uh, it had to be a regional decision, and there had to be all ten counties of Metro Atlanta, whose commissioners had to ultimately approve. They had to have a majority approval. All ten, We actually secured all 10 counties' unanimous approval of this uh, transportation funding for both transit and uh, roadway construction. And, um, and, of course, it would be a tax increase. Um, and and he, as a Democrat, um, worked with um, the Tea Party to um encourage people to not vote for and it was soundly defeated um and we lost a lot Mm -hmm. of money and and i um god i hope he doesn't record his calls (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i left a very very tersely worded voicemail um, and demanded that he call me back, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and never heard from him again. You know, um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't care anything about him, and I don't care to name him. His name is Vincent Fort, um, and, and I think he is not a good person. Um, I think he has fought strong for some important things, uh, but there's too many times when he is trying to alienate people. Uh, there's too many times when he's not fighting for um, a, a broad common vision. You know, where you, you can't win everything, damn it, right? You're not going to get mm-hmm. everything you want in a transportation bill. But this was two, two, three years ago while we were still struggling to recover. And you said no to jobs, is what you did, you know, just mm-hmm. because one side didn't get enough transportation funding and just because one side didn't get enough transit funding. And yeah, that, I'm with you. That lack of response from elected officials uh, unacceptable.
1: I think it's important that we continue to speak out especially when we see this sort of thing, even though it might feel like we're not making any progress because I'm sure we've all had our trips around the sun, uh, many of them, and uh, sometimes change is slow and it often feels like it's one step forward, two steps back. And I, I know personally I have felt that way, but... Um, I think it's even more important for us as citizens of the United States to be able to call out some of this nonsense and uh, for for what it is, which is hatred.
0: Yeah, and and there's no excuse for them to not do it. It's never been easier to communicate. You don't need to put a a, a you know a piece of letterhead and a typewriter and set and hunt and peck to type your response i mean it's real easy from your Mm -hmm. smartphone from the aforementioned smartphone you know uh to peck out a congratulatory or copy and paste a pre-lit and writer or better yet have staff that do this that's automated you know even automated the fact that you didn't get an automated response Mm -hmm. is is beyond the pale i mean it's really unfortunate anyway we've rambled and we've run over kids um yes yes we have <laughs> so we g- you know good we we intended this to not be a single topic show we wanted to take some time to thank those of you who are listening and we hope you appreciate we, we hope that you understand that we appreciate um your listening and your feedback and it's it's all very much appreciated and makes us um it gives us energy to keep keep recording. Um, and this is in this grand experiment, uh, Mark and I agreed that we were going to let this run its course for a year and then we'd read Kaveen and, and see what, if anything we wanted to do beyond that. Uh, and it's been very, it's been very entertaining and enjoyable and a learning experience for me as we ta- tackle these topics one-on-one, we often have to spend time researching them and looking at them and reading articles and it's about stuff we're interested in anyway. So it's, it's very cool. So um, it's exciting. Mark, any, any final thoughts?
1: Um, just thank you. Keep listening. Keep communicating with us. If there's a topic that you'd like, uh, that you're curious of what we think, um, I'd be interested in hearing from you. Uh, you can certainly contact me on Twitter, Laughing Buddha. Uh, that's L-A-F-F-I-N-G-B-U-D-D-H-A.
0: Awesome. With that, we will say goodbye and thank you, and we will talk to you soon.
1: Take care, George.
0: See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the North and South of Things. More information available at northandsouthofthings.com. Follow Mark on Twitter at Laughing Buddha. That's L-A-F-F-I-N-G-B-U-D-D-H-A. And George at George in Atlanta. Our podcast theme music is provided by podcastthemes.com.